Bienvenue, sluts, bitches, and hoes, and welcome to the table. Oh, okay. We'll go with that one. <laughs> you know you love it when I do that. I actually was thinking something similar, except actual Spanish, like full Spanish. Which well, is just like Bienvenido. That was French, dildo. <laughs> well, but the the other part, because it's like a la mesa. Are are you trying to be are you two trying to be fancy because we have a German listener? Is that what it is? Oh yeah, yeah, that was interesting. Uh for I, I looked at our analytics last night. For those of us playing the home game, uh we were looking over analytics and found out we have at least one listener in Germany. And huh. at least three percent of our listening audience is above sixty. Which is yeah, all right, all right, cool. You know, if you're into so listening. That, I guess that's that person then, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> that was John my guess too. too. That was John I was too. like, it's the old German dude. <laughs> By the way, if you're German and you're not old, you're still awesome. Like, thanks for listening. We love you. All right. So, on this one, instead of being a little spaced out the way we are, I actually have John here with me this time around. And so I can reach out and touch him literally. Yes, creepy. Anyway. <laughs> But on this discussion, we're going to cover... You, uh, did you miss me? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> we're going to cover uh, first-person shooters, the weaponry, our favorites, and what game we felt held the best iteration. The magic, the majesty, and the wonderment of the FPS genre. I mean, there are going to be some stories, obviously. Everybody's played their first-person shooters. The three of us have played first-person shooters together for quite a while. Mm. Do we consider Destiny a first-person? Destiny I is mean, a yeah. first-person shooter. First, first third? Because, I mean, they're, I mean Super's well, I dropped mean, the third. Super's dropped the third, and the uh, the Sparrows are third-person. It's a first-person uh, shooter by, with... Primarily. The with game, by and large, is played first-person, so... Yeah. You, know, you know, same thing with Halo. It drops a third-person. So yeah, like, okay, we're gonna call it a first person. Ninety yeah. percent of the game's first person. The hell, with yeah, it. it's a first person. Yeah. So, so as far as qualifying what a first person shooter is, um, the game is primarily about shooting guns of some kind. Um, that would from include, a first person perspective. <laughs> yes, from a first person perspective. So, and that would include some RPGs. I would classify Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven to be a first person shooter. Skyrim. Skyrim. No, Skyrim <laughs> has very few projectile weapons. If you go through if you go through all of Skyrim with like a crossbow, I may, maybe, but like I've, you would have to be trying. I've but magic, I mean I mean when you think about it, magic is a ranged weapon that you're shooting from a first person perspective. Yeah, but if I throw a rock at you, am I shooting it at you or am I just throwing it? Aaron, like, it's still a ranged weapon. Still a ranged weapon. You really okay? If you want to include Skyrim, then include Skyrim. I have only played it for roughly an hour because if I started playing it, I knew I was never going to stop. I actually kept him from giving me a copy because I didn't want to spend the next ten years of my life playing only Skyrim. It's a lot I, to do. I so far have refused to download, re-download Skyrim on my Xbox One for the same reason. For like the fifth time, yeah, because I put enough time into my my 360s Skyrim that I had a Khajiit that I could literally just stealth into anywhere with my bow, and I literally have video of myself shooting a boss twice and killing him. And you know what's funny? In spite of refusing to allow you to give me a copy of Skyrim, 
I still wound up with one. Yeah, well, I don't even know how that happened. <laughs> I mean, like, okay, so if we're going to go that route, then we would include like Skyrim and Dishonored and Thief. But I mean, let's be real. The only, I'm, I'm going to say it now, the only <laughs> version of a bow that I've particularly enjoyed is Destiny's bow. Yeah, when Skyrim's they, a nice bow, it doesn't hold a candle to Destiny's bow. I'm sorry, it doesn't. Yeah, well, the thing is, is that Destiny's always felt like a really—they've always had their gunplay on point. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so they they introduce a bow, and it's got the same kind of good feel to it compared to yeah, Skyrim. Skyrim's weaponry just doesn't have the same kind of impact feel that. Well, yeah, because it's Destiny's not really thing. about shooting. Like that's why I was saying I wouldn't call it an FPS, but. It is a first-person game. It is the whole yeah. thing is first-person perspective. A shooter, that might be a bit of a stretch. Eh, it, it, we'll call it loose, but yeah, we well, can knock that out of the running. Let's let's be real. Gun gunplay is not really a pillar of Skyrim as a game. Um, I mean, yes, there is a crossbow, but I don't see that being helpful. Whereas with with other games, you know, like uh, like Cyberpunk, like with Cyberpunk, gunplay is a major part of that game. Yeah, but it still doesn't feel very impactful. I but think I, that's the what? RPG elements in it that have affected that. Or maybe it's just the design. Thing, we all have played a game that is third person. The Division. Yeah. That is a shooter. That but is, it is a not shooter, a first person not shooter. A first person. Yeah. That has a lot of RPG elements that kind of dampen the experience for me. But I'll be honest, what made me quit playing that game was the, uh, the, progress- the progression cycle. Because you just kept redoing the same like three missions. The gameplay loop to get better to get better gear to play those same three missions a little bit better. Yeah, um, it, it got really old really fast, and that's a shame because I like that game and I wanted to get into it. I mean, hey, I I broke Skyrim the same way. I got an enchantment to boost my enchantment. I broke it so I could learn it, and then I just enchanted everything so I could enchant things better. That gear on broke the next one, made it high. <laughs> Yo, I heard I you looped it. I heard you like to enchant, so I got you an enchantment in your enchantment, so you can enchant while you enchant. You know what I'm saying? No, literally, you could if you got the enchantment that would boost your enchantment. If you if you took it down, broke it down, you would learn how to enchant at a higher level. Listeners, you hear how this sounds, right? I just want to clarify. So, I have a, you would then enchant gear, so you could put that on. And it would increase your next enchant. So if you enchant, and then you do your, another enchant that had the boost yeah, and, and a yeah. higher enchantment to make your enchantment higher. You could then put that gear on, break the old. Yeah, you gear, could do the same thing with uh, alchemy. Yeah, you would slowly make this gear stronger. It, it, it's gaming the system in a sense. Yeah, yeah, yes, it it's is. It's where you get like those like two thousand percent things enchanted. So. Uh, when I'm walking around mm. shooting a dragon in one shot, I was not kidding. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, once I had all my gear to, to max enchant, I just enchanted everything to increase my archery ungodly. But I, on, the subject, <laughs> on the subject of first-person shooters, okay? Yeah, yeah. Um, Sorry, I tangent. Uh, you do that a lot. That's kind of that's why, that's why I love you, Mike. Um, he touches me. Yeah, because I can now. What are you going to do about it? Uh, <laughs> Call the police. Help! Um, uh, but on the subject of first-person shooters, we all know that the granddaddy of FPS as a genre was made by id Software way back in the day. I want to say it was like 1990. 
Uh, we're talking Wolfenstein 3D. Oh, yeah. I have that. And Wolfenstein 3... I think it's really ironic that the game is called Wolfenstein 3D when it's not really in 3D. At the time, I think there was a the glasses they gave you with the game, and you could opt to switch it to that. Well, the thing of, the thing of it is, is that they trick the computer into behaving as though the environment's in three dimensions in spite of the fact that it's 2D. And you can tell that by... Like when you when you take down an enemy, no matter where you view the enemy from, the sprite is always the same. It's because the sprite is a 2D sprite on a faux 3D plane. So, but I mean, with with regards to Wolfenstein 3D, your your options for guns in that game were fairly limited. You had four. You had knifey knifey stab stab. You had the um, the Ruger pistol which was something every guard in the prison carried had, what was it? Like the M60 machine gun? Like the, or well, it was the, whatever it was the like German a, made machine gun. Yeah. That Uzi looking. I don't, fucking... I don't know my world war two weapons. I just like killing Nazis. It makes me hard. Um, and then they had the, uh, the chain gun and that was the big daddy gun. And um, honestly, that, that game was less about the variety of guns than the different level designs, finding secrets, and you know, picking out the different enemies and bosses and such, and it 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 got it got bananas. And I think we we've all played Wolfenstein 3D. Aaron, you've played Wolf 3D, right? I think I have. Been a long, long time. time. Like, if, if you're, if I you're remember Doom there, War, which is just a, a progression from that, right? I mean, Doom has the same crazy level design stuff going on, but they have more guns available. Well, they, they, there's a couple of things Doom has that Wolf 3D didn't have. Uh, Doom has multiple planes. True. Wolf, Wolf 3D does not have multiple planes in its level design. They, they do and they don't. Well, again, they're, like the they're tricking the system to behave in a certain Yeah, way. because they're tricking the system, a lot of things, like, so you could shoot enemies that were above you, because even though they were, they weren't actually on a different plane, and even though all the, 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 they may have looked like they were on a different plane, and even though you think you're on a different plane, you're not. So, like, you'll see, like, speed, um, speed runs of it, where they will trick the system into thinking they're on that higher ledge, and then they're there. Yeah. Because they're doing two things that Doom did some things that Wolfenstein couldn't do. Doom played with lighting, played with shadows. Uh, the music was awesome. Yeah. Um, and I feel like it's worth pointing out, both of those franchises have seen a resurgence in recent years. Um, Wolfenstein came first, sure, but Doom 2016 was incredible. I love Doom Eternal. I still have to play the new DLC, the Ancient God stuff that came out. I haven't really played it yet. That's because it, it was so long before I got it that I had lost my Doom chops, and I tried to play it, and I was like, wow, I'm really bad at this game now. <laughs> yeah, I heard it was pretty intense. Yeah. I've seen people beating it on Ultra Nightmare, and I'm like, how? how? Um, Time, man. Practice. The people who never picked up another game and have continued to play Doom, they go in there, and that's it's just old hat for them. Hmm. I mean, just before me and Katie left earlier today to go to a family event, I sat down and watched a dude playing Halo. He was playing better than I played when I stopped. Like, he's literally, he's comboing out with a sniper rifle. He's putting grenades in almost precision bounce territory. 
Yeah. Like, he is good. I mean, you get the, that, right? I mean, like we've said it before, time, time, you know, the more time you spend on these games, the better you're going to get. That's just a given. Yeah. And some people, that's, that's, that's their jam, and they'll just keep playing it. And because of that, they'll just be at s- such a level that it's, it's hard to beat them. Mm. But I mean, like, to, so we go over the, the granddaddies of the FPS genre. We go over Wolf 3D. We go over Doom. Doom 2, which was essentially just, you know, Doom, Doom with, with a reskin. With a level pack. Um, but uh, I think the the genre of first-person shooters was forever changed by a weird little licensed game made by Rareware. Um, we're talking N64's GoldenEye 007. Oh, yeah. Which is one of my favorite uh, yeah. Bond movies, by the way. Pierce Brosnan was a, my favorite Bond. Yeah, I mean, good bond. don't get me wrong, Craig is kind of an action or action y. I like Daniel Craig as a bond, and I've I've since watched the classic Bond films. Um, and I've seen like uh Ian Fleming's like drawings of James Bond, and for the record, for what it's worth, Sean Connery is James Bond. <laughs> well, when you watch the when you watch the films, like watch watch from Russia with Love, and then pair that with the illustration of Bond from that book. It's fucking Sean Connery. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, what, what did you say? The so first you feel time Sean Connery best portrays the, the original intent behind James Bond. Yeah, including bitch slapping women and, you know, drinking and smoking in excess and just being a chauvinist pig. Yeah, there, uh, is, there is no no. That was one thing he taught me. I'll Archer. Real life Archer. <laughs> Which I mean, Archer was just a parody of that, you know, of that mindset yeah. in the first place, anyway. Yeah, Ar- Archer pokes fun at the spy genre in a way that I think is brilliant, and uh, I love that show. Okay, <clears throat> let me let me put put the question out there: uh, preferred weapons in first-person shooters, depending on the game, um, but it's usually. It's usually something rapid fire that does enough damage that I can spray and pray because my aim is just shit. Um, but in in uh, certain games like Destiny, I prefer like the high impact of hand cannons over the low impact of auto rifles. Um, even, usually it's rapid fire though. Even though it's a it's a rapid mm. fire automatic with a higher clip, you'd still take a slower firing heavy hitting weapon. If one shot's gonna kill you, then yeah, I would. Okay, but it depends. But I mean, on that's the, the same in in other games too, right? Do you feel maybe it's more that you have a better sense of the accuracy, so the hand cannon works better for you in Destiny? That's why. That's why I say it depends on the game because the uh, the gunplay in Destiny is kind of on point, so I feel a little more comfortable dealing with high impact guns. Um, I can aim down sights in Destiny, and as long as I have enough time to aim a proper shot, I increase my chances of hitting. Um, but there's, then there's games like cyberpunk and with cyberpunk, uh, I played through the whole game with dying light or dying night. I forget whichever, whichever the, the, iconic it a pistol? yeah, yeah. But it's a full auto pistol. Yeah. I can put, I can put in uh, a scope on it and a silencer and I can just blitz people because bef- before anybody sees me, everyone's dead. 
Um, so it, it really depends on the game. Um, but as far as like competitive shooters go, to go back to um, to go back to uh, Goldeneye, competitive shooters kind of began with Goldeneye and the N64. I still remember to this day uh, playing your proximity mines game where you toss proximity mines on the spawn points in the one main room and just watch people die and scream at you. <laughs> oh, man. It wasn't GoldenEye, but it was one of those other licensed uh, James Bond games. Um, because because GoldenEye did so well, they released a bunch of other ones. And yeah, I don't there, remember there, which well, one it was. was, one of them that was there was one of them that was just a game. They didn't even do a movie. It could have been, but so I was playing it with uh, my buddy Sean, and I don't know what it was, but I so every time I killed him, I said I'm sorry, <laughs> and so like after the fifth time, he was livid, man. He was just absolutely furious. For what you it's worth, say, I'm sorry, I almost didn't did. play Halo because of Aaron <laughs> and the I almost never picked up one of the greatest first-person shooters ever made. Because Aaron's a dick. So anyway. <laughs> so what anyway. about you, uh, Mike? What's your favorite uh, weapon of choice well, in first person? Unfortunately, unfortunately uh, compared to John Minor, I actually kind of cross cross game. I prefer the the long range to mid range with high damage. Could be like your sniper rifles, your Scout rifles, MRs, rifles. rifles. Yeah, rifles that I actually put down, but keep you at a distance. Yeah, so, but when it switches off, if it's going to be a hand cannon, would be. I'm not gonna lie, I'm stupid good with a hand cannon. That's because that golden gun. Um, oh yeah, hunter, you played in Destiny with your Nighthawk helmet. You were like one shotting the raid bosses and shit. Oh, that didn't hurt none, no. <laughs> yeah. And I still keep my, like, still have a Hawk helmet, and I do want to get a new one. Regardless of whether I play this game a lot, I do want to get a new Nighthawk helmet yeah, with I, better upgrades. I haven't picked up Destiny in at least, like, two years now, I think, at this point, since I last picked it up and played it. Last time I played it was with you, too. So, I mean. I've played it since then, but. It's been probably like six months or so. Like, so yeah, but mostly, yes. The sniper rifle, you know, rifles in general, not just the sniper. Anything that'll actually shoot at a slow enough pace to where I can actually get precision is is my bread and butter. That's really where I'm at. Regardless of whether it's Halo or it's Destiny, yeah. Skyrim, whatever it's going to be. If I can get precision kills with it, that's where my bread and butter is going to be. Halo with its dirty sniper rifle. Um, uh, it, it, perfect dark. I, to go, I, will, I will not lie. I can, on the correct map in perfect dark, I can turn that Slayer rocket launcher upside down and fly it through the building. He's done it. I've watched him do it. It's, it's bad. The only thing I found more annoying was playing against him with the far sight. Yeah, I switched that thing into manual, and it's just you—you <laughs> you, you don't have time to run. The only thing I found more annoying was playing against you with the far sight on. You would shoot me through walls across the map and kill me. You, sir, are an asshole. 
shooting the Wasn't there one of the... the <clears throat> There's one shooter that Wikipedia uh, was a laptop that was based in Mars, huh? where you could destroy the environment. That was the big thing about it. Um, um I'm thinking. No, that's come. That's guerrilla uh, guerrilla warfare. Was it something? Well, that's that's one of the games in it. It was something. Guerrilla warfare was one of the games. For some reason, I keep thinking of Command and Conquer, but that faction. That faction. Was it? Faction, yeah, that's You could you could sit there and throw a fucking grenade at a wall long enough, and you just open that wall up. Dude, dig a tunnel, yeah. Yep, that, <laughs> that game also had a uh, had a uh, a um, charge rifle that could shoot through walls. Aaron's over here. Dig a tunnel, dig dig a tunnel, dig a tunnel, dig another tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was really neat. It had extremely destructible environments that. That were fun for multiplayer. You could yeah. do all kinds of crazy stuff. You couldn't really do that in a lot of multiplayer maps now. No. No. Giving, giving that much freedom in a multiplayer map would just be absurd. Eventually, though, all the walls would be missing, and it'd just be an open plane with a couple of pillars. Well, I mean, it depends. I mean, you know, it, it depends on the match time, right? I mean, well, if you're going some like true. quick team free for all thing, then you're talking. You know, five ten minutes. That's that's not too bad. Yeah. So also, for it would me... depend on the, the setup of the map because if you drop somebody a, a turret in a fully destructible map, all you gotta do is give them enough time to just mow through the level, and you're just gonna <laughs> open up all the walls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, then there's a there's a thing for that. Um, you want to have a lot of um, varying heights to combat engagements then. Yep. So that they can't just mow through a straight line and then get everything from that point on. Not Which matters a lot more in games where 3D has become a full thing. Because like previously we were talking about Wolf 3D and we were talking about Doom, where you were tricking the PC into displaying in 3D in spite of the fact that it was 2D playing. When we get into games, you know, like your Golden Eye and your Perfect Dark, uh, 3D becomes the real deal. So you you know the placement of your shots is a lot more important. Height of combat engagements is a lot more important. Headshots are a thing that actually can be done. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I learned about that the hard way, listeners. Let me tell you. I everybody objected to ob job when they weren't ob job. Oh, dude, ob job <laughs> a fucking asshole. You can't no, play no. odd job. I no, said no, no. no odd job. No, no, no. Perfect dark. If you chose the alien and switched his head over to one of the white technicians, it made his hitbox so goddamn small. Oh, yeah, Elvis. Like, yeah, if you chose Elvis, and then a technician head, it shrunk his head size by, like, three quarters. You could literally stand there at hip level, him walk straight to your face, and you could just shoot, and it wouldn't shoot his head. Boys and girls, Mike Mike is always trying to figure out ways to make his hitbox just a little bit smaller. That's why he played exclusively female characters in most of the FPSs that we've played growing up. (laughs) Yeah, because so the, their hitboxes are the smaller hit boxes and they're are smaller for the female Spartans on Halo 3 and Halo 4. So I would switch over to females. <laughs> hey, it's just a little bit of a difference, but it, yeah, it works. I mean, you see that a lot in Destiny's uh, multiplayer combat too, right? Um, when they're peeking over like walls or or, or crates or whatever. The what they see versus what the enemy sees is different. You see a lot more, and you can shoot better, and they don't see nearly as much of you as as they 
they should as uh, compared yeah. to what you see. Which I mean, that's that's the limitation of the medium. There's only so much you can do with a situation that's analogous to reality. Um, Aaron Hansen said it the best. He said, "The closer you get to situations analogous to reality, the more you have to stipulate on that situation." I was making that reference in regards to Z targeting in Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. I'm making that reference in the fact that. You're playing a, a first-person shooter where you exist as a character in the game. Sometimes your camera position is not, you know, exactly where position. it should be. So if you're looking over something, your camera can see over it while your character and your hitbox are still covered. What was it? The the there's that there's that uh, I can't remember what game it is. Uh, Counter Strike, I think it is that Counter Strike meme. What you see is the the gun on your hands, mm-hmm. but what the camera is, it's like it's way the hell out there, and your head's way yeah. back here. Yeah. Well, yeah, CS:GO is meme fodder in and of itself. Uh, yeah. And I mean, when you're talking about that, um, Cyberpunk had a thing with that too, right? So, like, wow. I think there was some instance where they were able to get out of the the camera's perspective so they could see what what you look like. And it was just this horrified, stunted thing. Yeah. Because, yeah, because you don't need to see everything. If you're only in the first person, then they can make some assumptions based on what you see, and all you see is some arms, and and that's it. You can can stipulate a a little less on, you know, exact positioning of where everything is because it's not necessarily relevant to the game. I mean, like to, to get back on point, um, you know, your your GoldenEye uh, N64 Perfect Dark sort of changed the the concept of the the first person shooter from being primarily a single player experience that had some multiplayer connectivity on uh, on PC, and brought that multiplayer experience to console, which at the time, like Aaron maybe was playing on PC because Aaron's a PC elitist prick. Um, but being a PC elitist, it says the programmer. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, I do you know, like a mouse and keyboard. And I, for, I, I guess that's something to talk about too. But Mike and I, I know we're playing primarily on console. You know, with, with the rare exception of playing games like you know, uh, you know, like Duke Nukem and stuff that were only available on PC at the time. Um, Quake. Yeah, Quake. Quake. Which I still suck at Quake. Always suck at Quake. Games that are that <laughs> fast paced, I will always be bad at. Um, well, we well, when we play Titanfall, you got to watch me die repeatedly over and over again. I is that considered fast paced? Because I didn't feel like that was fast paced. Well, when you're not in a Titan, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's, it's more, it's closer to like Call of Duty Twitch shooters is what I like to call. I'm them. not gonna lie, I was because you I need was, those instant reflexes. I don't know. I was getting them kills with that charge up laser. They have more fast switch muscle fibers. Probably because you were using an anti-Titan weapon against pilots and they didn't expect it. Um, yeah, I mean, like, you know, console shooters became a thing because of those games. And those were a lot of fun and still are. They hold up really well. Um, so I think there's something to be said for that. Uh, I'm glad that they, you know, that... Uh... I'm glad that multiplayer eventually progressed past console-specific multiplayer, right? Because like the, when the original Halos came out and they came out with those those console multiplayers, it was all local co-op, local split screen, 
And that's okay, I was, I cool was, and all, but it's nice to be with I, I was getting to that. We were we were moving on to Halo before I was uh, so rudely interrupted. Um, and, and Halo is uh, Halo's Mike's area of expertise. Halo did the shooter genre a lot of favors. Um, was it? Uh, I think it was John Carmack when they were talking about Doom at ID Software said that the plot in uh, in video games is a lot like the plot in a porno movie. It's expected to be there, but you don't really need it. Halo changed that because Halo gave you not only tight controls and great gunplay, but a character with a purpose, an epic sci-fi story to go with it. And I think that that made a game that was ultimately going to be huge impact on on not only the FPS market but on video games in general. I feel like it changed what was expected of games. The debate on whether or not video games were art started to kind of become taken a little more seriously with the rise of games like Halo. Um, and again, like I said, I almost didn't pick up this game because of Aaron and his his uh, multiplayer chicanery. It's all Aaron's fault. I was not a part of this. Mike's actually the reason I started playing the game is because I would come down here to visit like I am right now, and he would be at work for the day, and I literally had nothing else to do, so I would just sit and play Halo. It was worth it, and I will admit, with, with Halo in most aspects, it did... Did a lot. You're you're not even not even fucking kidding. With oh shit, I can't even I can't even put into words how much shit Halo ended up changing. I, I mean, figured... the multiplayer aspect on its own came from you, know, you needing to be connected peer to peer to okay. How about we connect this one, this one, and this one to a hub, and now we're peer to peer to peer to peer to peer. You can you can sync up to I think it was four if you had a personal hub, which. Yes, yeah. I, I bought a hub. You, you could you could have <laughs> we four, had land parties. You could time. have four Xboxes all hooked up. Each Xbox had four controller ports to it. So you figure you could have a grand total of sixteen players in a, a single, single match. We did. We would actually have Halo parties over at my buddy's house. Brought it. You're talking sixteen people in a house screaming at each other, throwing shit room to room. And all of this is before the game changer that is Xbox Live. Yep. And once Xbox Live started hitting in, yeah, we we started drifting apart. A lot of us just, oh, we'll see you online, man. And that's where that ended up going. A lot the, of our the matches land parties, just moved online. The land parties broke into uh, you know online gatherings and people getting together to play games together online. And sometimes they didn't all meet together at the same time. Uh, you know, a lot of in person friendships broke apart, and that's that's kind of sad. The gaming, you know, brings people together. Don't let, don't ever let anybody tell you that your online friends are not your friends, uh, because they're still there for you. They notice when you're not around. Oh, so if you if you've got a group you play with often, like if if I didn't show up for one of these for a week or two, these two idiots would know, and they would start asking where I was. So I mean, being the closest one, I'd be probably forced to drive up there and. and- Either flatten his tires or Kevin kick in the ass. One of the two. Sad but true. There's been a couple times when when I've been focused on watching Twitch streams from the games on Quick Stuff for a week, and then after that week, you're like, "Where'd you go?" Because I've been gone the whole week. 
And again, we're gonna have I can't fault you because the, there's been occasions when you've dropped it in a, in Discord. Like the last time you did it, you dropped it in Discord, said what was happening. You disappeared for a week. John's like, "Hey, man, where'd he go?" I'm like, didn't he say he was watching Twitch? Like, yeah, that's happened a couple of times <laughs> now. Where I've been like, "Where the fuck's Aaron?" And Mike's like, "Well, he was doing this," and I was like, "Yeah, I guess he was." <laughs> Week is a you know, yeah, you know, we're, know because, yeah. we're not gonna talk about me being the, the only game. time was uh the first time it happened because it was brand new and I had never checked it out before and I just got sucked into it and then I came out like a week later and I'm like, yeah, I should probably let you guys know. <laughs> so every time since then, I've you know posted something in Discord at least this week long video game orgy of uh you know speed running games and. I'm the week after it, watching all the ones because you know you gotta sleep or work or both. Because it's twenty four seven, so I mean, can't watch them all. Aaron works from home, guys. Yes, Aaron's a programmer. I'm gonna keep giving you shit about it until I can work from home too, and then I'm gonna be like, "No, I totally no. get it." Tell sorry, I ever said anything bad about you. No, I'm not. I'll never be sorry. He'll never admit it. <laughs> that guy, he's an asshole. But uh, to to get back on topic, uh, Xbox Live and online gaming, which before that was the purview of PC gamers, um, and you had a lot of uh, FPS death matches. Quake is a big example, uh, which I never played. Quake um, did again. I sucked. A PC FPS has had um, a lot more precision in their controls, but with mouse and keyboard. But um, consoles were catching up because the the new twin stick design of controllers that made it a lot easier for you to aim and move at the same time. Let me just say, the uh, aiming scheme for Goldeneye really feels old when you pick it up oh, nowadays. That, it, uh, yeah, that's why you treat it like uh, uh, police training. Just aim center mass. <laughs> yeah. That's Which is I why Object was such a threat because center mass for Ethan. So yeah. yeah, you had to shoot that little motherfucker coming a long way off. If, if Odd Job was in the game, you spent the whole game like kneeled and like just kind of sliding across the floor because like you basically had to be eye to eye with the ground to hit Odd Job. Which, which by the way, just for, for everybody's information, not that anybody gives a shit anymore, but in Perfect Dark, if you sidestep on an angle actually speeds up your character's movement because you sidestep faster than you actually walk forward. If you turn oh, yeah. your character well, into a plenty of games that have that. that. Yeah, it increases your movement speed. Which is why a lot For of the time John would round, round a corner be right on my ass. I'd make two turns and I'm suddenly across the room and running out the other door. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why I particularly decided that, but I guess for feel... Most a lot of games have some some type of movement that isn't straightforward, but is still faster than going just straightforward. Serpentine, Serpentine. Hopping, hopping in like sideways movement, hop side hops, all that that stuff. You'll see that a lot. Yeah, the bunny hop in Halo is a big thing because it makes you harder to hit in the first place. True. Well, yeah, because um, yeah, even Halo even. Even with the better controls, you still have problems with aiming things that are not, you know, within line of sight. Up, down, that requires a second degree of moving that is difficult to manage sometimes. And so, 
if you can get yeah. off that elevation, that can help. Yeah, but um, you know, Halo introduced a lot of new guns to the to the first person shooter sort of kit because of the alien weaponry that was introduced, and that's it. those are iconic. The Needler's iconic. Needler's an iconic. Yeah, weapon. the Needler's right. definitely unique. Iconic weapon. Um, I mean, the beam rifle is just a sniper rifle. Yeah, but it's an iconic weapon from the Halo franchise. I would say the beam rifle is iconic. I was more of a carbine guy, but I could run it. I could run both. I didn't mind. Yeah, well, you're you're disgusting like that. Sniper rifle, needle rifle, beam rifle. Carbine. I mean, as far as unique weapons that that Halo introduced, the needler for sure. I I haven't ever seen a gun that functions similarly like that. So oh, that's, yeah. that's something yeah, quite unique. I, li- I like the plasma caster myself. I just thought that was fun. Plasma caster was the one that shot the... Um... Got stickies. I loved yeah. it. Yeah, it was, it was just a grenade launcher. Shot fucking sticky grenades. Yeah. You charged it up. You could fire four successively. Yeah. I don't know any... I don't know. John, Aaron... Have you guys actually gotten four sticky grenades to hit four separate targets? I've gotten two on the same target, and that was fun. I don't think so. <laughs> I have. I had dragged it across the group and managed to get all four at work. Well, that's what they get for spreading out like idiots. They shouldn't, you know. I mean, well, if they grouped up, they'd be all killed by one. <laughs> exactly. So they spaced out, and it just happened to fire at just the right rate of speed to just. Mm. It worked out. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. It was luck. It was sexy luck. <laughs> but as far as far as like favorite guns in, in FPSs, yeah. When it came to Halo, um, weird. I, I actually liked the uh, the AR. I thought that was a cool weapon. Um, it does crap for damage. But I liked it in terms of the the feel of the weapon, the the sound of firing. It was enjoyable. It was it was a fun gun to use. Um, and Halo Five introduced a couple of different versions of that. Yeah, that you actually... and you know, as much as as much as I love the Halo series, Halo Five kind of became a little too Call of Duty ish for me. Um, it's not a bad game by any means, and I, I would still play it today. But it's a very different game than Halo as a series has been up till now. And I mean, I haven't. Have you guys heard anything on the new Halo coming? You mean other than this it's coming? Cool. Yeah, Halo isn't Infinite. it like a holiday game this, this yeah, year? Yeah, that's, that's all I've been hearing. There's no, there's no nothing else on it. I haven't heard anything. It's it's one of the, it's one of the transitional games for this for the uh, the Series X. Of course, it would be because Xbox can't just be like, yeah, we're gonna have a game. You know, we're gonna have a console. It's gonna be called the Xbox Two. No, they have to they have to name it weird shit. You know, the Xbox, the Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty. The Xbox One, and then they had to change the the Xbox One to the Xbox One X. The whole reason it was named that was so that the abbreviation would go back to being Xbox. Um, and that now the new one is the Series X, which I don't have. Uh, Mike doesn't have it yet. Aaron probably has three of them because Aaron's rich. Um, I don't have it. But uh, well, I, I don't see have any a, I don't have a 4K TV, yeah. so I'm not gonna Same. get you know I'm not gonna get it yeah. just yet. No um, 4K, no point. When I get when I get a 4K TV, which I mean, like Flash Load Times is really the only other thing I saw, and that's irrelevant, really. I don't mind waiting a little longer. 
I want to get one yeah, for. I let them. You, I don't get a new console for at least six to a, six months to a year. Yeah, you never I buy it. Them, I always let them work the bugs out before I buy a console. If they didn't come out with um, VR integration support, I probably would have picked it up at launch. Oh yeah, yeah. I know a lot of people. And they were talking about like that. They were talking that they were going to introduce it, and then they kind of backed off on that. And I'm like, well, then you're stocking faster load times and 4K support. Uh, was like the Oculus or something? Like, how would that do VR? Like the PlayStation, PlayStation VR. But PlayStation VR is its own dedicated VR. Like, would would Microsoft have had like an Xbox VR, or mm-hmm. would it have just compounded with like the Oculus Rift or something like that? Well, it depends. I mean, who knows? We won't know now. But um, I imagine they would have had a dedicated support, or they could have done some kind of integration. If the system could support outputting something that was VR, then they could use like an Oculus Link's cable to hook up to. Then theoretically, that's possible. But they didn't, irregardless, they didn't do it. And so I didn't really see a point. Until they yeah. made games exclusive for the Xbox Series X, which the only one out right now is Medium. So, and it looked cool, but it's just one game. Even I'm not him, super nuts about not VR gaming. Oh, you haven't tried it. <laughs> I think no, that's it's true. The big I haven't thing. tried it, but I've, I've, I've watched it, like, played, and I got a buddy of mine that was checking it out. And, but the games look know interesting enough but i'm not like i'm not like i'm not throbbing over vr gaming um it's it's really cool because i do have an oculus quest and i mean it's really fun to play i've seen people do uh vr minecraft and that looks insane i'm not even gonna lie that looks insane i'm a minecraft guy that shit i don't know if i'd be able to handle that yeah i've checked out VR, Skyrim, VR, Fallout, those are pretty cool. They, they play well. Um, VR, Star Wars, Rebel Squadron, you know, the new Star Wars space fighter game that they came out? Yeah. They got VR for that, too. Oh. And that was that was really cool. Because then, like, you're, like, you're in the cockpit. <laughs> All right. Shooters and flyers, any kind of space flyer or anything like that, they play really well in VRs. I think they, didn't they do a um, No Man's Sky was they VR? Like, they did like a social space with VR, didn't they? Mm-hmm. You could you could sit there and like watch movies and shit with somebody. There's a VR chat. But yeah, there's a lot of different social ones that they've done, and that's another big one, right? And you can you can get up with a bunch of people, and you can. Stick around, watch movies, hang out. There's um rec center or something like that, where they've got a bunch of little mini games, kind of like um Roblox, but for VR. Would be interesting. Yeah. So for me, favorite weapon. We've done it. Yeah. It's um high single single shot damage. So usually usually it's like sniper rifles, marksman rifles, but you know, there are some games that it's better that you're not getting that distance. If you're you gotta be in the short range, then I'll go hand cannons or, or shotguns. Shotgun. Yeah. Rocket launcher. To, I mean, to an extent, but I mean, I yeah, that's kind of like a rocket launcher or long range because <laughs> that gives it too much time to dodge. Yeah, into short range. It's 
then short range short. really yeah, short range becomes real interesting with rocket launcher. Yeah, too short and you're both dead. <laughs> uh, yeah, well. As long as they die, right? <laughs> uh, yep, that's the way that goes. I mean, in Halo, I'm usually running like the DMR. I like the DMR a lot. Battle rifle. Because that's a, that's a good those are like mid-range to close-range, high damage, low... low. DMR, DMR mostly... DMR and Sniper, if, if I know it's a long-range engagement, if I know they're going to get closer, Battle Rifle is a little better for the mix. Because it, yeah. it works a little better in the short range. Then you can put more, more bullets down range a little quicker if you need to. Yeah. If it's all entirely short range, yeah, I mean, shotgun... Is usually, I mean, in Halo, shotgun's usually the way to go there. Yeah, shotgun magnum. Like for original Halo, um, I was always fond of the um, energy pistol and the magnum combo. Take out the shield and then one shot with the magnum and you switch over. (laughs) Halo Halo 2 lets you dual wield both. Oh, yeah. Like, zoop, bang, zoop, bang. Like, it was dirty. Yeah, it was just super dirty. Ugly. What did I miss on the Halo dual wielding? Uh, the energy pistol and magnum combo. Oh, God. The noob combo. <laughs> but I'm not going to lie. A lot a lot of times I would get hit with that, and I'd still manage to get that last minute here. Hold my grenade for me, sir. Happy birthday. <laughs> you know you're fucked, but you're taking someone with you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. John, John saw it all the time. So many going. from the grave medals in oh, Halo. Yeah. <laughs> Like that was like my second best medal. Well, I got them all. The t- I got them all the time myself. Cause like I'm going down, but you're coming with me, motherfucker. <laughs> that was that was besides a sniper rifle. Like besides headshots, I should say, precision kills. Sticky grenade was my bitch. Like there was not a time I didn't. Like I would throw other grenades just to get to my sticky grenades. I mean that, and there's the the whole you know element of surprise and confusion that comes with random explosions going off. That's true. Yeah. That was I mean, one how of big are you guys into? Because like the, it's not something you need so much in Halo, but I mean it is useful. And I know that the videos that I'd seen that, that the one that you posted, he I know he was using it. But um, there's a technique called audio scraping or audio something. Audio hacking. You wear your you wear your headset. You turn it up super high so that you can hear footsteps. Oh yeah, yeah. So he could hear where they were in his area. Yeah. Well, that was one of the things about the stereo headset that you were trying to get me on. You're like, dude, I can play this game so much better with the stereo headset. Not because I can hear where people are. Not even mm-hmm. gonna lie. Before before audio hacking was a, was a thing. That idea. I was reading radar like a champ. Oh, for sure. He can he can even qualify. There was there was times he was dead. I'm like, look at your radar. Like he's below you. He's to your right. Just drop in that hole and shoot to your left. I could read that radar. Don't put me in. Don't put me on like whiteout, blackout. Don't put me on that. I could read a radar and know right where you are just by the color of that blip and its distance. Well, that's the problem with popular maps like that. When they're popular and everybody knows them, you, you get to know where people are going to hide out and what you know what they're going to gun for and. Don't be started on you and Whiteout. You already knew where your favorite weapon was and how to get to it before everyone. I watched him chuck a grenade behind a fusion coil and send a sniper rifle flying directly into his hands. 
There's video footage of it on his Xbox. It exists in the world. I swear to almighty Zeus, I am not lying about this. Okay, so before any of our listeners try to tell me I'm full of shit, I've borne witness to it happening personally, and there is video evidence of it. It was bananas. It's other people that do it still. I mean, you could watch video. There, you can search up that that sniper rifle trick in in Halo. There's other people that did it. Still impressive to me, damn it. Okay, oh, yeah. I'm trying to give trying to give no, my phone here. Uh, you, <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I was doing it long before it became a popular move. For people to do a halo hipster over here. I was doing it before it was cool. That's because I spent so much time. I figured I'd, I'd load in a map with a secondary controller in no time limit. Just so I could wander around the map and find all these little spots you could get to. Where, if there was a way to get under the map. If I could get to the top of the map. Is there a spot I can hide? Well, that was and the that thing is an important thing about first person shooters. Is knowing the maps that you're playing on. Knowing your environment. That was the thing about Halo for me that made it different. It's the only first-person shooter I ever practiced at to get good. That's because of the online playing and because of Deathmatch. Because I got tired of getting wiped and ending up at the bottom of the scoreboard. So I kept trying to play to get better. That was where that started. And I'm, I'm still not particularly great. If we, play, if we play a certain game for long enough, you'll see me start climbing up the scoreboard a little bit. Although it doesn't hurt any that Halo, your character can roll a tank. Yeah. So. Yeah. There's that. Flipping a tank over on people is always great. I love that stuff. There were times I actually did that. I would purposely roll the tank over, get underneath it, and wait for people to come to it, and then flip the tank over at the last minute just to crush them with it. Well, that's the fun thing about Halo and its and its radar was it's a motion detector. So as long as you stay still, you're unseen. From underneath that. <laughs> yeah. Nobody could see you under it, so I just roll that bitch over. It was fucking great. You, sir, were the devil. Yeah, uh, well. I, lear- I learned many a dirty trick from this man playing Halo over the years, ladies and gents. Yeah, um, and he learned how to use a sniper rifle almost properly. Yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't. Don't let him lie to you. Almost. He almost did say almost. almost. <laughs> hand grenades, and I threw a lot of those. Both horseshoes and hand grenades. I'd like to see that as a weapon in a first-person shooter. The horseshoe? I think that'd be funny. You should put that in Fortnite or something. I mean, I'll just do like Odd Job's hat. Jeez, just something man. you throw. Odd Job can eat a party-sized bag of dicks. I fucking hate Odd Job. I liked him because of the hat. I didn't I didn't really care about his, his thing, but I wish someone else had the hat because that was always fun to run around just with the hat to throw at people. What's interesting about Oddjob, you know, with to go back to the the GoldenEye N64 thing, Oddjob, if if you've watched Goldfinger, and I have, because I've since bought like, the Blu-ray box set of all the James Bond movies, Oddjob is not a small man. Like, I don't know why that character model was scrunched like that. I think was there like a coding error or something. But the Oddjob yeah, model was like half the size. All the other I've never seen something that indicated that it was an accident of the programming. But a lot of stuff happened in that game that was accidental, like dual wielding all the guns in the game. That was that was a complete accident. That was hey, a programming I error. I don't care. Dual wielding rocket launchers was still fun. Oh, it's a blast. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> and when they, you know, that's that's the fun thing about uh, about bugs in some of those games. When the when the playtesters find a bug, 
the bug makes the game more fun, they leave it in. You know, um, so the 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 dual wielding in in Goldeneye was a bug. Dual wield the fucking golden gun, but it was a bug. It's not, a, it's not a bug then. It's an unintended feature. says this as a programmer well i mean if it's a bug and it's left in and it is an unintended feature he's correct that's his mom well, it's just a gigantic meme for programmers is that yeah. yeah some tester finds a bug and you say it's well it's not a bug well actually the, the full line is like first is like i don't i can't replicate it in my environment it doesn't it's not real or it doesn't exist and then once you do find is like well that's not a bug that's an unintended feature what it ends up as but um yeah no a first person shooter genre has evolved and it's it's continued to evolve the games have become more complex more fast-paced and the the worlds that are built for fps titles are getting to be more and more involved um you know the machine games wolfenstein you know series of games that they've done which started off on a very simple premise. You're, you're uh, American secret agent, kill Nazis, go. That was it. And, you know, it, it, that was all you needed back in the 90s, you know. But now it's, it's, it's still the base core of the game. But it's also got a cool story built around it. Where BJ has, you know, a, a, a girlfriend and, you know, a group of resistance fighters and, you know. Eventually, you know, he gets married and has kids, and you play as his kids in one of the games. I, uh, I, I very much enjoy Wolfenstein as a series, and you can say the same thing about Doom. Doom's continued to evolve over the years. Doom Three kind of tried to do this, um, you know, first-person like horror shooter game. That I'm not going to say it didn't work because it it did. It just didn't work to the effect that they wanted it to. It was like it kind of worked. Um. Well, so, I mean, that's what you can say about all games. I mean, games when they first came out really were light on the story. Yeah. Didn't need and a whole as lot they progressed, that. they've been more more integrated with stories. Not just shooters, but all games in general. Well, with the exception I mean, of there wasn't really a story to... Yeah. RPGs have always been heavy on story because that was kind of the element to them. But, yeah, like, I mean... Had, yeah. Pong, asteroids. I don't think those have any story related to them. Blow up rocks. Hit the ball. Boop. 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 Like that um, Ninja Sex Party. The simple plot to your video games. Uh, <laughs> whether it's the simple plot of Final Fantasy, simple plot of Metal Gear, or simple. the simple plot of Kingdom Hearts. Those are simple. That's the joke. <laughs> it's the they're, joke they're to it. Yeah. Uh, he introduces in the song. He introduces a couple of characters from video games that do have simple plots, and then this last minute one kind of breaks through. And, and his game is so obviously not simple, and it takes the whole song is him explaining the game. Cloud the, the video game characters. Game very simple. Yeah, and then he goes off for like a ten-minute song about how the entire plot of Final Fantasy VII. Oh, yeah, and it ends with Kingdom Hearts, and like, yeah, like I remember, like, so what he introduced it, and then they're always like, "Welcome to the simple plots of video games," and they clap. He's like, "Dope, 
don't don't clap for this because he knows what's going to happen. Yeah, don't don't applaud these pieces of shit. <laughs> Story starts introducing. He's like, no, you're last. <laughs> Shut your mouth. Because um, yeah, those cans are ridiculously. They're still complicated. complicated. Like I've played Kingdom Hearts and I have no clue what's going on. That's because you can't just play the mainline titles. You can't one Kingdom Hearts two, Kingdom Hearts three. You have to play Kingdom Hearts and like Chain of Memories, then Coded, then Recoded, then you know, 365 Days Over Two. Then you play Kingdom Hearts two. Then there's like a couple other games that get attached to Kingdom Hearts two before you go into Kingdom Hearts 3. It, it, there's like a 15-game chronology to Kingdom Hearts. Thankfully, they've released it all as like these sort of collections on Xbox Live and you know PS4, you know, the PlayStation Now and all that stuff. You can get your hands on it. I mean, and that's great. It was, but- it was bad enough that they had to, in Kingdom Hearts 3, when they released it, they had a recap video. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably because like the the gap between Kingdom Hearts two and three was like fifteen years. Like, <laughs> but not even that because it had to cover all the other games because they couldn't guarantee that someone who played Kingdom Hearts two and then played Kingdom Hearts three hadn't played all the other ones. They had to like yeah, and I think the gap video was something like or the recap video was like five ten minutes long. Yeah, yeah, and they just they very broad stroked the plot, and I was like, yeah, I guess I can play this, and then like I played the game, and it was just like, Egh. I mean, it was more of the same, but I think well, it's they just lost, they lost me when they completely recreated Let It Go from Frozen in Engine with Kingdom Hearts characters, and was like, this is a scene. I'm like, no, you just retreaded some some well worn like stuff you've already done because you knew it would you know make money. Um, but that's like that's way way off base. Um, yeah, I mean, we came from first weapons. Now you guys doing like <laughs> plots and structure. Well, I mean, because first person shooters changed like over time and became more plot centric. Um, I mean, yeah, not to keep reharping on it, but fucking Halo is huge in their in their well, yeah, their that's cinematic. That's why I brought up Halo because Halo made I mean, the FPS a more they made Halo centric sort of Halo thing. ops on the outside of the game was still in a whole nother sub. Yeah. And I mean, like I'm there's not going to be if he... what was I Halo. Think... The first, uh, first person shooter that really introduced a, a more complex story. I was thinking back, I'm trying to think if there was something before that first person shooter wise, I think other series have tried, but they were, like niche series that only did well in a certain subgroup of people. Um, Halo was the first one, I think, to do it and get like a lot of mass appeal. And that's why I brought up Halo because that's the one game I know we've all played. Like, yeah, true. I mean, it definitely had the cutscene. Halo had okay. some, some excellent cutscenes. And I think yeah, that's no, part no of what it is. Some of the other ones might have had stories, but they didn't have the video to go back in. I don't, no offense, I don't know too many people that can jump up, you know, even knew you could get up on the rooftop and half the level out of the second map on Halo. He still does that to this day. It's, you could literally just climb to the rooftops and, and get past half the second level for Halo altogether. Hmm. The bridge, when they give you the tank, you could, could honestly take that tank across that bridge 
they force you to stop and get out and you know you can no longer take the tank Fuck that not only can i get that tank through that tunnel but i can get it to the other end Mike made it his mission in life to get vehicles where they weren't supposed to go. I got a wraith in there once. In in maps in Halo. Uh, not just Halo 2, but in, in all Halo games. There's some place that game designers didn't think you were going to get to. Mike would do anything and everything in his power to reach it. Um, I got a banshee through there. That's how you get the... Um, what is it? Cool. Yeah, the No, the scarab gun. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, only got it once. But I got it. Once was enough. Like <laughs> once was enough to say I could. That was it. I mean, like yeah. So the FPS genre changed with Halo, and you had newer game, newer rehashes of older properties like Wolfenstein and Doom 2016, which took the elements of new shooters that worked. You know, the increased gun functionality and things like that. The elements of Doom that made it fun. Uh, you know, the power-ups, the lack of reloading. You never have to reload in Doom 2016. Like, never. It's not an issue. You have ammo, you just keep going until you run out. Um, and I, I love that about that game. It's fast, it's frenetic, it's fun. It's so gory. I'll play, I'll play Doom anytime. Um, well, I will mention this. They did bring out the new Doom games after... Gears of War series actually started to pick up very well. Because mm. I think that's what they were really waiting on is everybody to collectively go, okay, gore, good. Before they officially <laughs> launched into something, they were going to fucking yeah, gore out. When when society as a whole went, gore is good, id Software went, hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> so we've seen to find out that John not only likes killing Nazis, he also likes killing demons. Which is why I love killing Nazi zombies. <laughs> it's the best of both worlds. Yeah, there you go. Wait, wait, are we considering zombies not demons? Well, I mean, you know, Doom considers them demons. Okay, zombies are demons. I mean... And for the record, while we're on the subject of, of Nazis, zombies, id Software, Doom, and Wolfenstein, I would like to give everyone a brief little history on uh, id Software... Wolfenstein 3D and Doom and all the connections there. So, just real quick, main character in Wolfenstein 3D, his name is BJ Blaskovich, right? Okay. The main character in Doom, whose name is not mentioned, just colloquially referred to as Doom Guy, I think in some of the supplemental material, one of the books he's given a name. Um, his name is also, is also Blaskovich. So Doom Guy is a descendant of B.J. Blaskovich. You know who else is a descendant of B.J. Blaskovich? His great-grandson. In a little game that everyone knows as Commander Keen. This is about as far from Wolfenstein 3D and Doom as you can get. Kid-friendly platformer game. I, I played them when I, was, when I was little. I loved those games. They were fun. I just I think that's hilarious. And that's why you can find... Commander Keen Easter eggs in Doom 2016 and Doom Eternal. Uh, in a couple of spots in Doom Eternal, there are dope fish. That's the thing that they do in uh, in all the id software games. They hide dope fish. Dope fish was an enemy from Commander Keen. So just a, just a quick little history lesson for anybody who didn't know that. Um, if you did, sorry, I wasted your time. Oh, no, I'm not. 
No, no, <laughs> he's not. So what do we think? Have we covered this topic thoroughly? <laughs> I know this is probably going to be one of our shorter ones, which I don't blame them because, honestly, we've been putting out two-hour supplements. Well, so I don't mind a little bit shorter. I mean, and this was kind of a more fun, just, you know, Us. Talk, talking topic. Let's let's cover a few of our, our favorite things, and we all love FPSs. We all have stories revolving around our favorite first-person games. I hate you shooting me through walls. Well, I think we still got – um... What is your favorite FPS? Although I think we probably they could probably guess. Mike. Um, Mike. Yeah, this this one's easy. I mean, it's gonna be Halo. I have my tattoo tattooed my my Halo symbol tattooed on my back. It's true. It's the same symbol I've used since Halo Two when they let you choose your own symbols. You can customize your character. Yeah, they got rid of my favorite symbol. It's kind of I mean, and then they turned around and locked it on Halo ODST, which I still unlocked it, and I still got my Valkyrie. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go with all the Halo series. He's covering the whole right. series. Do you have a favorite Halo though, in particular? Or are you just gonna like? I have a favorite Halo. Halo Two is probably my favorite Halo. Honestly, if it was going with uh, one of my favorites, it'd have to be. Either two or ODST, just because of the difficulty level of ODST being human and not a Spartan. Well, that and firefight mode. Uh, yeah, firefight was nice, but if that was the case, I would have just chose Reach because then I could be a Spartan and have firefight. Well, I like Reach better for features wise, but sure. Halo Two is probably my favorite Halo game. Halo Two Anniversary <laughs> is a blast, but as far as my favorite, my favorite FPS, like period, like of all time, that's kind of a tricky question to answer. Um, we, we know I'm a fan of Doom. We know I'm a fan of Wolfenstein. Um, I love Doom 2. I spent a whole summer playing that with a friend of mine when I was a kid. Blast. Fun game to play. I played it on a computer I built. So, I mean, that was, that was a good time all around. As far as my favorite FPS goes, I don't know really. Uh, I had a lot of fun with Doom 2016. I probably would go with that or Doom Eternal. Doom. Yeah, Doom in general, id software titles in general are a blast for me. I've never had a bad time with an id game. More single-player uh, focused uh, first-person shooters. That's because that's I'm point. really bad at multiplayer. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron? Favorite? Uh, so on the Halo one, I'd have to say Halo 3. I think, wasn't that the first one? I felt like that was the first one that I really, Xbox Live was introduced to. It was Halo two. two. Two? I don't remember playing Halo Two online so much Halo as I remember three playing three was, online. Um, more widely okay. received. So Halo Two was when the if you played a shit ton of Halo Two, you would know lockout like the back of your hand. Halo Two was the intro the uh, the introduction to lockout. And Halo, Halo Two, by the way, the uh, the PC servers kept going until what was it twenty sixteen? Yep. They shut yeah, the Halo Two twenty sixteen. I believe I only played that in like LAN parties. So, like, I, th- I believe Halo 3 was my first introduction to Xbox Live's multiplayer stuff. And Which I don't so blame you. Like that. Yeah, I mean, LAN actually- parties were nice, but it was hard to set them up. So. Well, 3's, 3's multiplayer was better functionally than Halo 2's was. But the code was more stable. Yeah. And then, as for like just favorite FPS, I got to give it to Destiny, I think. Destiny, we talk much about Destiny, hey, but, hey my bungee, my bungee brother, I believe in you. <laughs> <laughs> I just really like um, Destiny's Destiny introduced hand cannons in a way that really wasn't there before. 
I mean, Halo had the Magnum, but it wasn't. It didn't feel the same as like the hand cannons. And the hand cannons feel really nice. And yeah, I'm yeah. not gonna lie. I'm probably gonna be playing Destiny in the next day or so. <laughs> um, you know, I I, mean, I think the new expansion of the new seasons coming out soon. Maybe I'll start. I it enjoyed up. Destiny, but I kind of fell off when they started. Um, the seasonal stuff kind of bugged me because everything was getting a battle pass around that time, and I kind of got butt hurt about it. Um, but I really fell off when they started gating content. And that's just a me being weird thing because I want every game to have everything available forever. Don't like the idea of taking weapons and rendering them moot and pointless. Some of my favorite guns got nerfed into oblivion and that upset me. So did mine. I lost my favorite bow. Yeah. Yeah. I know the difference is you rolled with it. I'm a pissy bitch. I complained the whole time. I will continue to complain because damn it, they ruined all my favorite guns. I'm said, telling you, man, you would never even notice. Like, I'm the one who, who goes and looks this stuff up and is like, hey, John, did you hear about the new patch that came out? They did X and Y. And then John's like, X and Y, I hate that. <laughs> but if I didn't tell you, I seriously know. doubt you would have realized. He's probably right. But, I mean, that's probably because my KD is so shit in those games, I would have never noticed that my weapons were holding me back just as much as my shit gameplay. Uh, <laughs> why am I not putting on as much damage? To me, my, I can't shoot straight. It's true, I can't. It has nothing to do with the fact that his guns don't and then it half would, the damage. And then it would be Aaron going, well, all your stuff is like, you know, six years old and nerfed all to hell. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, nowadays they, they gate stuff light level-wise, so... You have to have the latest season stuff. Yep. I didn't like them gating content because there was a lot of stuff I had never done. And I was I, I always had that mindset of, I'll get to it eventually. And then you're like, well, they're gating content off, so you won't be able to play it. And I was like, no. Yeah. And that's that's definitely what held me back on these last this last like six months. It's like, well, if I don't play this season, then that's it. I was like, I lost this stuff and it's gone. I can't get it back ever. And can't get the stuff, and that makes it hard to feel like I want to play again. Exactly. So I, I agree with you there. It's it's rough. It'd be nice if the stuff stayed, but they also want to have something fresh for people who did stay. They want to have, like, cycling stuff, and, and because if they didn't cycle stuff, then people would get something that was wholly overpowered, and then that'd be it. They wouldn't care to get anything else, and they'd be done playing. I mean, if it's cyclical and you can come back to it and maybe, you know, get a second shot at things you may have missed the first go-round, that might be all right. I'm not Mm. saying I'll never pick up Destiny again. I had a lot of fun playing Gambit. I tried to get Mike into it. It's reasonable. It's it's a serviceable thing. Because he was so frustrated with with the multiplayer in Destiny. No. I'm only salty with one piece of the multiplayer platform. And that is the RNG at the end of the goddamn game that makes no relevance at all. I got exotics. I was okay with that. Yeah, I was the one doing the work. <laughs> I was, telling, I I was telling Mike um, that nowadays it's just the reward that you get at the end of the match is negligible. Nobody, I mean, yeah. it's it's dismantle fodder as soon as I get it. There's nothing to it. I mean, my my whole thing about it with trying to get him to play more Crucible matches and stuff in Destiny was like. I, I like bragging rights. I like just being able to say I whooped your ass. Um, for what so is that whooped your ass by proxy? Because <laughs> yeah. Mike whooped the ass? Well, <laughs> I did well. Fuck you, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> one v one, bro. We never even brought up any of that stuff. But 
when me and you aren't there, he does good. Yeah, I do. But when me and you are there, he does. I think it's all. probably a matchmaking well, thing because they use skill-based matchmaking, right? It's the bear, opposite bear of bump stock. too that I was posting scoreboards around the time just to show everybody that I don't suck that much. But keep in <laughs> mind, you play more than I do. I play less than he does. He has a higher K. He's got a better score than I do. Overall. Overall, because I don't play that much. But when we drop in, I'm shit stomping. The difference is, and this is true of, of every FPS game that we've ever played, um, in objective-based modes, I'm usually the only one pushing the objective. True. Uh, I, I have captured a zone and held it for so long, the other team sent all four guys in to get it, and I still killed them all. That happens to me in For Honor, not <laughs> FPSs. I have, I no, in, in Halo. Or no, no, Destiny. Destiny, I captured a captured a point and held it the entire fucking game. Uh, yeah, that's always fun. It's always fun. I love when you get people screaming at you. Why are you still on the point? I don't know because that's the point of King of the Hill. Like I'm defending the point I'm supposed to defend. You know. And I mean, while the other team is losing the other two points back and forth, I'm holding one, getting us constant points. I mean, I mean, and there's a strategic element to certain FPSs, so. Obviously, you want your best player to hold down the ground where they are most likely to be attacked. Um, you know, players like me that are more mid to close range players, you're going to want to keep them relatively protected. I do well in objective-based modes like CTF. Um, and I do well in CTF, especially with Mike, because I will go for the flag and Mike will shadow me while I'm doing that. But when I'm getting shot at, Mike is dropping the people that are killing me so that I generally... I've, we've played CTF games where I was the only one to score points. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Four-player games. Everybody else is just killing everything. Like, dude, you, you see him like run across the field. People just dropping in front of him, falling all over. He gets the turns back around. People spawning, chasing him. Die, 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 die. die. They're just falling. They keep spawning no. and running. It's hilarious. So like one of those ducks in the, uh, in the shooting games, like at the carnivals. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what it was. Like, you can see a guy jump out, shoot at him. Dead. Like, well, my, oh. K, my KD in these games is shit, but in terms of score, I'm the only one with points. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, there's something to be said. A lot of people who do go into these shooters don't particularly care. Like, they don't realize, like, if you want to just shoot people, there's other game modes for that. You shouldn't be playing yeah, an objective-based yeah. one. The point between, I mean, it was randos most of the time between me and me, John, and whoever it would be. It'd be randos. But me and John already had that ideal out. Like, I would protect him. He would just get the shit and come back. Yeah. The other people would just fall into line. So, like, two-flag CTF was kind of just... That was our game. A single-flag CTF is a bit trickier, but it does work out. And when it comes to Halo, I will say this. Uh, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring this up every time we talk about first-person shooters until the day I die because I'm really proud of it. I'll never beat the Halo Reach game I played where I ran two swords dry and beat three people to death with the handle before I was killed. <laughs> so Man, that's the truth. He actually got he got the medal for beating somebody with just the handle. Which I don't know how the fuck that works. I beat three people to death with the handle before I went down. Which you know what that means. Like he had to hit him, I think it's like three times with the handle before they died. <laughs> well I, I drained two swords completely. Then Still beat three people to death with just the dead handle of a sword before I was killed. So that was that's what 
because each each swipe is 10% of your energy. So that's 23 kills. Yep. And still, that's an objective-based game. So yeah. he's mopping up kills, causing all kinds of mayhem, and we're just getting the flag. I'm I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna bring that up every time we talk about FPSs because it's the one time I whooped a shitload of ass and, and I was really proud of myself. And, and then just to even up the tides, there was this time that he threw a grenade across the map at a guy. It hit the wall, fell down into the man cannon, and then Jackass here proceeded to jump into the goddamn thing with the one up and down in it. I was a birthday candle and stuck himself. I was super proud of me. <laughs> you were hoping that you might get close enough to blow him up or something? <laughs> oh, no, no, it, it, no, because because the plasma grenades would keep bouncing until they hit a surface. Or yeah. they, you know, uh, we tried to submit that one to fails of the week because that was around the time Achievement Hunter was doing that, and uh, I don't think it made it, but it was it was fun to do because I was like, that was funny, and I'm gonna let that one go because. Yeah, if I can find the hard drive with that, I will repost it. I'm oh, it, it'll get uploaded somewhere. Uh, <laughs> Hands down, will do. That one, that one amazed me. And uh, you know what? I'll uh, I'll grab the hard drive for my 360 and put that. Uh, we'll, yeah. we'll put that sort because I still have that whole game saved on his 360. Yes, uh, it's it's never it's never leaving. <laughs> Actually, if that's the case, it might be on my 360 because that's where I burned it from. That, that sticky might be on my 360 still. Oh, well, that'd be well. That would so save I mean, a lot of agony. Yeah, I mean, right. not that I don't know exactly where my 360 <laughs> is. But. You can post both of them, right? You can have like the one clip and then just immediately segue to the other one. Be like, I'm before stick a so, grenade, <laughs> after nah, badass with a sword. You told, him, you told him that. Now there's going to be a supercut of me doing dumb shit interposed with the one game I played well. Yeah. Now, now I just need to download <laughs> the. Uh, is that that Monty Python? Look for it. Look for it on our new YouTube channel, everyone. Uh, I think you were talking about what to oh, do with. Yeah. You were talking about what to do with the YouTube channel. I think that's what we can do. When we mention videos that we've done over the years, I think we can put them up on the YouTube channel. I think that's probably the idea. We also do have a the table on Twitter. Literally the yeah. table. Yeah, we're the table on Twitter. And we do have a Twitch already set up for the same thing. The table on Twitch, so when when we all decide to stream, which will hopefully will start happening more. Um, unfortunately, we might be streaming what we're playing. There won't there won't be you know face cams because because no one wants to see my ugly mug anyway. That and I mean because we'll be streaming from consoles and we don't really. They don't have yeah. the cam set to them with them. I mean, there's ways we could get around it, but that well, would the, be kind of hard on our hardware yeah, that we well, have currently. It's hard on my hardware because I have nothing. Aaron's got, you know, like, he he's standing in front of a hologram right now because <laughs> he's rich and has all the world's money. <laughs> speaking of holograms. Because I like I, technology. Well, speaking oh. of holograms, I, I did I did find that the uh, the projected keyboard – projected onto your table and that was your i always thought that was cool i've always wanted one of those they're not functionally that well that was neat oh they're probably not but no. they look cool as shit I'd, I'd want one. Oh, and um i did shoot this idea out there with john and i'm gonna shoot this idea with you you've seen those gyroscope toys you get right they just spin on your desk on that little magnetic platform they just spin and spin and spin no matter what you mm -hmm. do that little disc in the middle what if we were to make one of those sell on our table 
It would be a disc of the hollow earth just spinning. The little, oh, now the little flat earth. Now it's the hollow earth. First oh, sorry, it was sorry. Flat no, earth, no, no, you're right. The flat earth model flat earth. spinning in a little gyroscope. Come on. <laughs> anyway, I um, think we can get away with it. Yeah, I, th- I yeah, think it's pretty it, cool. I think it's about time to table this. But before we do, uh, Mike, where can we be found? Because you have the list. Holy crap. Yes, that's right. We have a new. And he's back. It just hopped me out of nowhere. <laughs> oh, dear God, no. Is it, is it still recording? Yes, it is. So okay. where can we be found? Out of nowhere. I'm like, oh, no, it did that. We just lost the camera. It's a camera doesn't mean anything. Yes, we look at each other when we do this, but you will not. I apologize. I'm a sexy bitch. Okay. So. Not until we go like some other kind of streaming. I guess if, if it gets well, popular enough, we, we can probably introduce cameras into Twitch. I'm, I'm down to do that when we've got a proper setup and we can do cam and all that. So. Because we could always be streaming this. Because we go through. The table is found on. Chat for this, the table can be found on not just Anchor and Spotify, but we can also be found on Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts. Radio Public. So we are out there. Six yeah, we're out and about. Days. So you can get your table fix anywhere and everywhere. Uh, we will be putting videos up on our YouTube channel. So feel free to like, comment, subscribe, all that good jazz that makes the algorithm happy. Um, you know, feel free to send us messages in any way, shape, place, form you want. Tell everybody how horrible or awesome I am or Mike is or Aaron is. Actually, Aaron only gets to be told how horrible he is. Screw that guy. <laughs> Whatever. And then we can also be found on uh, the table Twitch stream, right? Yep. Yeah. The table Twitch is up. Um, yeah. So we do have a Twitch channel now. We I will be trying to link that in with our Spotify if I can. I'm still working on a few things. If anything, it will attach to our anchor. I can get it to attach there. Once we get our Facebook up, we'll also throw that out there. So please be patient. And we got a media manager in, in, in the lady back there. Yes. Mm-mm. Currently, we you are. You can't be seen. Relax. Yeah, currently, we are using my wife as a media manager. She's on our, our feeds more than I am. You so. heard it here. He's using his wife. Yep. User. Abuser. She's lover, being used. All the thing. Free labor. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Pay her later. It's fine. Well, if we get paid, she'll get paid. You know how it goes. Yep. So, on that note, I believe we've covered everything. Are we ready to table the topic? I think I think we're good. Aaron, have we tabled the topic? All righty. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's uh, let's clear the table. That's really it. That's all I gotta say. It doesn't matter if it stops or not. Okay. <laughs> I can just I can go the rest. I'm gonna, I'm gonna feel sad if you don't leave this in now. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. <laughs>